catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. There are about 1 billion people globally living with disabilities. Of the 1 billion population of persons with disabilities, 80% live in developing countries. An estimated 46% of older people aged 60 years and over people with disabilities. One in every five women is likely to experience disability in her life, while one in every 10 children is a child with a disability. Persons with disabilities in the world are among the hardest hit by COVID-19 pandemic. Despite being the hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, persons with disability have not been included in most of the decisions made about recovery plans. Disability inclusion is an essential condition to upholding human rights, sustainable development and peace and security. It is also central to the promise of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development to leave no one behind. The commitment to realizing the rights of persons with disabilities is not only a matter of justice, it is an investment in a common future. The global crisis of COVID-19 is deepening pre-existing inequalities, exposing the extent of exclusion and highlighting that work on disability inclusion is imperative. People with disabilities, which is about a billion, are one of the most excluded persons in our society and are among the hardest hit in this crisis in terms of fatalities. Since work, which is a major part of our life, is being affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and most recovery plans are being built around it, in this episode, we'll focus our attention on why it is important to have a disability-inclusive workplace. In this episode, we have a creative writer, a communication strategist, gender, disability and inclusion expert, and the program and inclusion analyst at UN Women, Uzamaka Anita Asiebu, who will be discussing what disability inclusion is, why it is important to have an inclusive workplace, and tips on how to make your workplace more disability inclusive with us. Now, let's start with the term disability inclusion. What is disability inclusion? Um. So basically, disability inclusion means um, making conscious effort to include a mainstream persons with disabilities into the society, into uh, you know different areas of the society, um, be it work-related, um, social activities, education, you know, health, <laughs> and all that like disability inclusion you mainstream you provide accommodations you mainstream persons with disabilities into each and every activity or actions that goes on um in the society so that's disability inclusion okay and is this a problem or a challenge um, where we are from nigeria africa do we have a disability inclusion challenge Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> um, in Nigeria, basically, and then extending to Africa, we have a lot of challenges, not just in disability inclusion. And uh, um, disability inclusion happens to be one of the most serious challenges that we have, seeing that um, the 
we have a certain way of viewing disability in nigeria and in africa which okay there are, first of all there are various models of disability there is the um, human rights model the charity model the religious mo model medical model and all that but in africa and in nigeria basically we view disability using the charity model and the religious model right charity model where we see persons with disabilities as only objects of pity and you know when you view somebody as somebody that has that's like you're pitying someone you it, it will cloud your judgment in terms of providing opportunities and including the person in things that are happening in the society so we have that challenge of making conscious efforts to include persons with disabilities to mention persons with disabilities in all that we do and that is a challenge we would rather give them you know handouts or use them for our birthday celebrations where we go to you know look for persons with disabilities and dash them money or something like that you know having that pity but not consciously ensuring that persons with disabilities are empowered or included in what we are doing so we have that challenge yes we do wow this is an important point you just mentioned and um i, I think it's tied to the theme for this year um participation of persons with disabilities towards an inclusive accessible and sustainable post covid 19 world but then it's also connected to leadership and participation of these persons um mm -hmm. how much of an issue is this and um uh, how important is it um, for us as a community of people, as a society, to not just see persons with disabilities as persons who um, or should be uh, the, uh, I don't want to use the word victims, but people who should be recipients of our charity? Mm, okay. In terms of leadership, that's, that's the thing I was talking about, you seeing persons with disabilities as objects of charity. You used another word, recipients, fine, but when you when you categorize what is in the mind of, and now it comes from a, these being objects of charity, it usually comes from a place of good. People feel like they are doing good, actually, right? It comes from a place of good, but they, they, end, up, um, they end up discriminating because discrimination does not always come from a place of bad so they end up discriminating persons with disabilities thereby depriving them of that leadership that you are talking about in this year's team and participation now when you're seeing um someone as object of pity you do not consciously when you're creating activities when you're doing development plans most of the time you don't consciously think of how they can be not just beneficiaries now most of the time people think of persons with disabilities as beneficiaries of charity right but then they don't think of them as being at the decision making tables of the society that's why they end up making decisions that affect persons with disabilities without consulting them first i don't know if you've heard of the slogan um, nothing without nothing about us without us is a very popular mm -hmm. slogan among the community of persons with disabilities mm -hmm. and that is what um this year's team you know basically talks about leadership and participation if you're in terms of um okay so leadership and participation of persons with disabilities towards an inclusive accessible and sustainable post-covid 19 world now um, in Nigeria, you would agree with me that um, in terms of recovery, post-COVID-19 recovery, um, efforts are being made, yes, but persons with disabilities, especially during the pandemic where there was this lockdown and all that, persons with disabilities were not mainstream. They were only given 
handouts right and that is not mainstreaming persons with disabilities you will see people will gather you know share food and all that or it doesn't solve the problem of recovering from covid 19. there were medical facilities that were not accessible to persons with disabilities in terms of sharing um sharing information flyers every if covid 19 was a very very new thing to all everyone on like on earth it was very new so all of us were reading about it and learning about it at the same time but persons with disabilities at the initial stage they were not mainstream they didn't know okay you create um you know you have a talk session where you're teaching people about covid 19 but you don't bring in a sign language interpreter. So persons with hearing impairment are not aware of what you're talking about. They don't know what is going on in the society. They don't know that there is COVID. They might come out and they don't know that there is lockdown even that the government is saying in the news, the government is saying let there be lockdown. They don't know. So the next day they might eventually come out and be arrested for something that they don't know because they were not being mainstreamed into what COVID-19 recovery. In terms of um, sharing flyers, there were a lot of flyers containing how to prevent COVID-19. Persons with visual impairments were not mainstreamed. They can't see the flyer, right? So <laughs> all this recovery, um, this thing, it was not, persons with disabilities were not mainstreamed at all. Not just here now, not just because this um, team for International Day of Persons with Disabilities is an international team. So the, the issue wasn't just for Nigeria alone. It was an international issue. And that's why the teams, both for 2020 and for 2021, had to consciously talk about mainstreaming persons with disabilities in the post-COVID night. Because we are now in a post-COVID night. Not really. I, I, will I say post? It's still happening. But at least we're now at the recovery. Uh, we're now trying to look for solutions. So the team is saying, um, let there be conscious solutions, conscious efforts to carry persons with disabilities along. And there are diverse types of disabilities. If you provide for one type of disability and you don't provide for the others that means you're not carrying everybody along you're leaving some people behind and the the principle of leaving no one behind you're not you're not maintaining that principle so yeah that's it for the team and um i think for us here in nigeria one thing we should do is in terms of our hospitals um we have to make them accessible in, in, in especially in this um post covid 19 recovery in terms of our communications we also have to make our communications accessible there are a lot of things to do you know to ensure that this team um this year's team for international day of persons with disabilities is being executed we have a long way to go but if we have it at the back of our mind that this is something that we have to take make conscious efforts to do then i think we'll, we'll do well now uh the post covid recovery um although we have um different strains springing up um almost every six months or every uh, once in a few months but this post recovery world how feasible is it is it looking at the um the climb where we live in how feasible it, is it to um actually work um to uh, see that this theme is uh, implemented and how much more effort should we be putting into intentionally making sure it is um, feasible um if you're talking about generally i would not know the right to respond because i'm not a doctor but if you're talking about in terms of persons with disabilities um, I would say whatever effort that is being done by the government, by the health um, practitioners, whatever efforts they are making in the country in terms of trying to ensure that people adhere to COVID-19 rules and all that, they should also 
understand that there are about 30 million persons with disabilities in nigeria who will be left out if they do not carry them along if they do not mainstream them in the you know solutions that they're bringing up i i can't certify that there is a solution or that covid 19 will go today or that it will not go <laughs> i don't really know the response to that but it's just for us to understand that um out of i basically they said nigeria is, has about 200 million right 200 million um persons so out of the 200 million there are 30 persons uh, 30 million persons rather uh, which is 15 percent of the country so we have to make conscious efforts to ensure that in every post-covid 19 recovery efforts that we are making they are being these 30 million persons are being carried along they are being mainstreamed there are issues in terms of this recovery their concerns are being put into um put into action and all that now one of the major areas of recovery that everyone has been talking about is trying to kickstart uh, the economy and work is a major part of our life as human beings and a major part of the economy why should workplaces care about disability inclusion and why is it important to have a workplace that is um, inclusive to persons um, that have disabilities it is very very like before i answer the why i just want to state that it is very 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 important that workplaces are being inclusive we are in a progressive world right where we've gone beyond the the award where we we do you know local except you don't want your business to grow or your organization to grow we've gone beyond this local you know interaction community interactions businesses that are being progressive they have to understand that they have to be inclusive because okay not in nigeria i said 30 million persons with disabilities in the whole world there are 1 billion persons with disabilities with diverse talents with diverse innovations ideas you know talent creativity and all that and when your business first of all in terms of your workplace um the your staff your policy is not being inclusive you're leaving out a lot of talents behind right and then when your pro your your product if a product product seller or a service provider and um or even um a non-governmental organization or stuff like that whatever it is that you do and when you're producing your products and your services you're not mainstreaming disability needs persons with certain disabilities cannot assess it then you're leaving a whole lot of persons behind your business is lacking your business is missing a whole lot of things so that's one of the reasons um then in, in terms of persons with disabilities they are um we've gone beyond the time of you know doing this charity fine there are people people that need charity out there and people that give charity it's a good thing i'm not saying they should stop but i'm also saying that it is important as, so that you you don't keep giving and giving and giving and then you get exhausted and you get tired it is essential that um you also look for ways to empower persons with disabilities and one of those ways is to make sure that your workplaces are inclusive first of all in terms of you know bringing in persons with disabilities to work with you or to work for you now let's say you want to expand you bring in persons with disabilities and you want to expand you want to go international you want to go global at the international level right at the international community most donors most companies are looking for are looking to collaborate with other companies that are inclusive that is that equity diversity and inclusion like is a very very important thing in the international community and international market now everybody is looking for companies that because for the fact that you're you have um diversity and inclusion in your company that means you're 
you have diverse talents that you're working with right and persons with disabilities are one of the diversity that people are looking out for so it's going to actually promote you right it's going to actually promote your company your organization in a very good way because you're being you're mainstreaming disability you're being inclusive so people internet even buyers um, collab, uh, partner people that are looking for partnership and all that they would be happy to partner with you and work with you now what does it mean for a workplace to be diverse and inclusive as it relates to um, persons with disabilities okay there are two two things now a workplace can be inclusive in terms of employing persons with disabilities and not just employing there's something that is called reasonable accommodation reasonable accommodation means um uh, i can't really get the un definition un um, convention on the rights of persons with disabilities definition but basically what it means is providing access there are different types of disabilities and each disability has a type of reasonable accommodation that they need. Persons with hearing impairment, their reasonable accommodations are usually um, in Nigeria, basically sign language interpreters. In advanced countries, sign language interpreters and hearing aids here. In advanced countries, um, there, there are other advanced methods of you know inclusion. Also, because we're in a world of um, you know uh, virtual communication, providing closed captions, that subtitles, closed captions and subtitles in your virtual communications. That's also, you know, kind of, all these things are reasonable accommodations that person with hearing impairment needs. For a person with physical impairment, um, maybe a wheelchair user, the person will need um, ramps, lifts to assess buildings. So these are efforts, if you want to employ persons with disabilities, don't just bring somebody in and then allow the person to just ensure that your workplace is accessible for them that you made the conscious effort that's where mainstreaming comes in you're not just bringing the person to um take advantage of the person or to show to international communities that you're being inclusive no you're consciously ensuring that the person gets to you get to even enjoy the talent that the person is coming with you're consciously making that effort so that's one of the aspects another aspect of inclusion in workplaces um in terms of the services that you provide in terms of the products that you provide um in terms of uh, people um now okay when i talked about making um, your workplace inclusive if you you employ a person with disability in your workplace let's say um the person is, is um, using a wheelchair and you've already put up a ramp in your workplace now definitely anybody else a customer right a client that is on a wheelchair you wouldn't need to make another effort to ensure that that client assesses your services you've already made that effort when you were employing a person with disability that's one of the advantages so the second part of it is ensuring that clients customers can assess your services and your products in different so you look at the different types of disabilities and look for ways to ensure that you don't miss out for nigeria that you don't miss out these 30 million persons that could assess your products because they're not inclusive so if you make your products inclusive your services inclusive you ensure that people are getting access to your products and your services so that's two types of ways to ensure inclusion in terms of employing having policy workplace policies that ensure that you employ persons with disabilities and not discriminating against them and also in terms of uh, making your products and services accessible and now what i'm saying here these two things i said here is not me begging right there is actually a law in nigeria an existing law in nigeria that has been domesticated in about eight states the discrimination against persons with disabilities prohibition act yes 
it was passed into a law in 2019 so it's an existing law and in any state where it has been domesticated a person with disability if you discriminate against them in terms of job in terms of your products and services not being accessible in fact all public buildings are expected to make their buildings accessible within the next five years so it's an existing law and if persons with disabilities are willing to take it up they can sue any company to court so now it's not us it's not persons with disabilities begging the society to include them there is already an existing law on it mm, interesting before i get to um how the laws are being implemented or how robust these laws are if this law if you know this particular law in nigeria for example actually provides for um, all of the things that are needed in supporting persons with disabilities. What um, are some common errors or mistakes that are made in some workplaces that unintentionally exclude persons with disabilities, but workplaces can uh, look back at and make some improvements on? Okay. Um, number one of them is um, generally not thinking about inclusion in the first place. And that's a general problem, a general challenge that we have in Nigeria. It's not at the back of our mind when you're building businesses, when you're setting up organizations and companies. It's not it's not always at the back of our mind that we have to be inclusive. Most of the time we wait until when um when we encounter you know persons with disabilities and when you say, Oh, we can't provide service with you, oh we can't do this for you. That is one of the problems. Let me just say Nigerian banks. I'm not mentioning anyone, but Nigerian banks have that problem of their buildings not being accessible. And they've not, like, most of them don't think about it when they are doing their buildings, right? Yeah. Even um, government, um, most government buildings, fine, most of them are not accessible at all. And when you talk to them, they tell you that the buildings has been there for a long time, so they have to, you know, start reconstructing. But for um, people that are starting new, this is also, you know, something they can take advantage of. When you put a ramp, if, if you're putting a step in your building and you put a ramp, it's, it's something that is going to stay there for long. It's, it's automatically a part of your building, right? These are things that architects and all that have to look out for. So that major problem is that people don't think about it. Another problem is that people, okay, I've been talking about ramps now, right? But people, when you talk about inclusion, they only think about one aspect, and most of the time is the aspect of ramp. They put in a ramp in a building and they tell you they're being inclusive. But there are different kinds of disabilities. There is physical disabilities, hearing impairment, visual impairment, intellectual disability. Like there are a lot of them. Like and each and every one of them has their own type of um they, they have their own type of reasonable accommodation needs. Right? I am a person with disabilities. Um but I don't need a sign language interpreter. That is not my reasonable accommodation. So when you provide, most of the time, people tend to provide one aspect of, you know, inclusion, one aspect, provide for one aspect of um, disability. And that is for those that even want to, or those that have thought about inclusion. They do for one and then they tell you they've tried. But you're still excluding a whole lot of people when you don't provide for the other aspects of inclusion. So that's the number one mistake that we made. Another mistake is um, sometimes people will tell you, um, like I mentioned, we have about 30 million persons with disabilities. People don't know about that. When you talk about inclusion, they tell you, eh, but they don't come, eh, but we can't um, assess them. They are not, we don't see them, right? Um, I've been at interviews where people tell me that we don't meet persons with disabilities in our work. And I keep telling them that, that you don't mean them doesn't mean that they don't want to come to your place of work. It means that they perhaps they have tried 
and when they got to that point they they realized that it's not accessible so they don't bother coming in let's say a person with hearing impairment wants to um go to a hospital right and the person maybe got to the gate and you know somehow somehow discovered that the hospital does not have a sign language interpreter the person won't bother coming in because the person will not be able to communicate to the hospital management what is worrying he or she right so people tend to think that persons with disabilities don't need yourself no persons with disabilities are normal human beings they have the same needs for the services and products that you're providing so obviously they do need your services and your um, products but most of the time they do not bother most of the time they do not because they don't now if how you will know is if there is even one product or one service or one company that has all the accessibilities now you will see persons with disabilities trooping into that particular place because that company has made conscious efforts to include persons with disabilities so they um, spread the word in their community everyone like people you see people making conscious efforts to patronize that person that's the way it works but when um you don't make that effort to include um they might not get to they might not get to patronize you if i if i want to assess uh, maybe there's a building because i use crutches now right now there's um a building that i want to assess and they sell something upstairs and i try i get to the first floor and i'm tired like i can't continue and then i have maybe three or four more flights to go i simply go down and go away and look for someone that sells it downstairs now the person upstairs might feel that um persons with disabilities don't come to my office and all that not knowing that some people have tried and they can't Mm. yeah wow um the idea of work um since the covid 19 hit us has moved a lot of offices and a lot of workplaces to adopt remote work you know the new digitization of work what impact mm-hmm. has or what impact does this have um for persons living with disabilities and also um in addition to that you know there's a growing trend on the topic of assistive technologies should Mm -hmm. we as a people start thinking uh, towards adopting these assistive technologies and you know making them a part of um, our own culture or should we first concentrate on raising awareness um the two of them go hand in hand they work simultaneously right um, because for you to raise awareness, you're raising awareness not just for the society, but also to the persons with disabilities to know that something is going on. So if you're raising awareness for them, you also have to include them in the awareness. So they work hand in hand. And I must say, remote work and assistive um, technologies, they've made life so much easier for persons with disabilities, right? Um, they've made life so much easier because their persons with disabilities, you know, they can stay... Um, for remote work they can stay at the convenience of their homes and assess work and be able to work perfectly well then in terms of assistive technologies it's also something that i would commend you know technology and you know all these tech developers they they've been really helpful they've been you know providing things um that will make life easier for persons with disabilities there is one that i am a part of um it says it's uh, be my eyes be my eyes is a kind of app where you download on um, play store and then you click on whether you you are going to volunteer or you are the one that is needing the services is from persons with visual impairments and then um a person with visual impairment can easily call let's say the person needs something maybe wants to choose a dress of different colors and doesn't know they want to like can't identify the color so the person calls 
for a volunteer on be my eyes like a f- video phone call now um the vo- each any volunteer that picks up first the person will show you know show the phone camera to maybe the two clothes and then um the volunteer helps identify the one that the person wants the color that the person wants to wear so these are some of the technologies that are coming up that are helping life and making life easier but then um um, despite the fact that COVID came, um, we also understood how the effect of staying inside all the time could be. It's not a really good e- effect on, it doesn't have a good effect on people. So when I say remote work, it's still very important that we make our societies inclusive, we provide reasonable accommodation because at one point or the other, a person with disabilities will still want to go out into the society. They have friends to meet, they have needs, they have things to buy fine um this thing of ordering things online that's also made life easier but there are still that sometimes there will be a need to go outside and when you go outside and you don't assess reasonable accommodations it can be frustrating some people tell me that persons with disabilities that some of them that they meet they are they are always um angry and all that and i keep asking people if you um if you are you are someone with a need and you want to go get something and then you get there and you see a barrier facing you there's a challenge facing you and nobody is seeming to understand that this thing is a barrier to you instead people will want to pity you let's say you want to climb up say they want to carry you instead of providing a lift for you which is kind of humiliating most of the time so why won't you be angry people there's there are barriers people don't they would rather you know pity you than remove the barrier and provide access to you it can be frustrating most of the time so even while we are talking about assistive technology, we also need to make you know conscious efforts to make our society inclusive. How mm-hmm. would someone make their workplace um, inclusive? Um, could you share some tips on um, building a disability inclusive workplace? And then finally, to wrap it up, at what point will the entrepreneur, the CEO, or the HR get to and they say, okay, now, yes, our workplace is disability inclusive? Okay, I'll just share a few things because this is the work of a consultant, which is part of my work. Um, because disability inclusion, it's, uh, it takes a whole lot of process. It's not something you just, you know, do one day. First of all, you start with um, creating policies. Each company, each organization has company policies that you work with. Now, ensuring that inclusion is mainstreamed into your company policy so that even when you know you, the leader of the company, is not there, any new staff that comes in and receives the company policy, they understand that they are supposed to be inclusive, right? Um, it's, not the, it's not the part where um, maybe the CEO is not there and then the person with disability comes in and the staffs are rude to the person or they refuse to attend to the person no it's if there's a company policy that states that be inclusive mainstream disability then you as a person with disability coming in, you also understand that you have a right to assess the services and products of the company um, in terms of employing persons with disabilities it should also be in the policy then it's also um a hr the hr part the hr should make conscious efforts to be inclusive in their job adverts now um when you're placing out job adverts is is um very important that you also i see most of them people are starting to take notice of that and they're doing it somehow but i don't know how inter how they are doing that internal level but you see some job offers they say persons with disabilities are highly encouraged to um apply or there will be no discrimination you know those kind of languages fine that's that's awesome too but when um, 
people apply one thing hr um, don't remember to do is um asking like if you're applying for a job it's um first of all do not be discriminated you are the one that is asking persons with disabilities to employ um apply so do not discriminate against them like don't have a biased mind against them now if you don't have a biased mind you create an option in the application that asks whether somebody has a disability and if the person confirms you also ask what kind of reasonable accommodation would you need especially in terms of um interviews because there has been opportunities um where um or occasions rather where persons with disabilities apply for a job but they were not asked about their reasonable accommodations one of them was a person with hearing impairment and the person was invited for an interview and there was no sign language interpreter provided so these are things to you know <laughs> at the hr level i know it takes some getting used to but if we truly want to be inclusive sometimes people see it as waste of effort but you're also learning right when your company is being inclusive you're learning about diversity and inclusion so that when you go out there in the international community your um, your understanding of these topics will not be vague you're going to you know give practical examples of it so hr should make conscious efforts to allow persons with disabilities to apply for their jobs and then ensure that persons with disabilities there are some most of them from i myself um i may not need too much of too much reasonable accommodation so some of the times some people don't need reasonable accommodation but it's also very good to ask so that you make the right provisions for that person there was another one that he he had a visual impairment and he was invited for an interview when he got there um the interview was computer based and the computer was not inclusive they can't allow him to use his own computer they use their own computer but his own computer is um he has a way of communicating with his computer as a person with um, visual impairment but they refuse to allow him to use his computer and their own computer that they are giving him he can't access it because he has visual um, impairments so these are efforts that hr has to make then in terms of um, companies um if, even even if you you know if you're not building from scratch um, if you're building from scratch you try to make it accessible think of things like lifts um, ramps and all that um if you're not building from scratch putting in ramps and lifts at, at something that's um at, because even these things are most some of the time is especially lifts it's not only persons with disabilities that will assess it people without disabilities lifts when they come in and they don't want to take this step having lifts available will make life easier for them apart from those things there are things like to, um, restrooms for persons with disabilities you know these are efforts that people make when you're when when you're um, putting out um you know posts on social media when you're making communications on social media try to make it inclusive you put out a picture you put um subtitles um you put captioning on the picture image description yeah that's the right word you put in image descriptions on the picture you're putting a picture you're putting a post you describe it so that somebody that cannot see the picture can read the description of the picture that you put up if you're having events online events virtual events you put in um you try to use um avenues or medias um zoom has um zoom has uh, i think subtitle a part about um transcript subtitles and closed captioning but the problem with zoom is that um if you're not i think most of the time is it basically recognizes um us accent so if you don't speak close to that accent your words might not be um the subtitles might not be captured correctly but then you could also try to especially if you're inviting 
a whole lot of people so you don't know the number of people that are coming you don't know the kind of disabilities that they have you could also bring in sign language interpreter pin the person on your screen and the person interprets whatever activities are going on so these are some <laughs> there are a whole lot of them like i said but these are some of the ways that people can start being inclusive and if you can employ somebody um somebody to ensure even if you don't want to employ the person on the permanent basis you can do consultancy where the person comes in within a month or two look at your organization look at the kind of services that you provide and look at the ways that you can make it because each company each product each service has their different services and all that right so um like i talked about closed captioning image description if you're doing a local business or something that has that that does not involve social media which i don't know if there is something that doesn't involve social media but if you are doing something like that when i talk about image description it doesn't concern you that's just an example so a consultant has to look at your business and determine ways to make it inclusive in terms of employing persons with disabilities and in terms of making your products and services accessible to persons with disabilities wow very very insightful is, is there ever will you will uh, a workplace ever get to the point where they say okay now we can rest or is it a continuous um cycle it's it's continuous um especially you know we talked about um assistive um, communication or assistive technology yeah so if um you know a consultant comes in maybe um and tries helps in making your workplace accessible and inclusive and then mainstreaming disability and all that in the next five years more helpful technologies will come in so if you don't read if you don't co- go back and check again how am i not how am i being inclusive right if you don't do that evaluation you will miss out on better ways to be inclusive so it's a continuous effort for the benefit of your company because the um recommendations that are provided today might be too tedious in the next five years wow so it's something that continues okay thank you very very much uh it's been a really insightful conversation and eye-opening too um for me thank you very much i really appreciate the time taken and the insight shared today thank you wish every person with disability in nigeria and the whole world um, a happy international day of persons with disabilities thank Thank you thank you so much even under normal circumstances persons with disabilities are less likely to access healthcare education employment and to participate in the community an integrated approach is required to ensure that persons with disabilities are not left behind Disability inclusion will result in a COVID-19 response and recovery that better serves everyone, more fully suppressing the virus as well as building back better. It will provide for more agile systems even at workplaces that are capable of responding to complex situations, reaching the furthest behind first. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.